Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome to Wednesday night. I trust you all are doing well, trusting the Lord, and living life to the full. Uh, tonight, I want to talk to you about Pastor about the Word of God, how important it is to know the Word of God. Pastor Scott's been, his messages the last couple of weeks have been uh, the, the uh, superiority of God's Word and, and that we really need to know it and not just uh, have our own opinions, have traditions, but actually get in the Word of God to know what it says for yourself. And, uh, you know, how important it is that we have, make the Word first place in our life because as Christians, that's, that's all we have, to, really. We have the Spirit to reveal its, uh, the Word to us, but without the Word of God, we can't know what God has for us or what He's done for us or what we can have in the future or anything. So it's important. Uh, over in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was, was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and it was the life and the light of men. Jesus Christ is was the Word. He is the Word. And so over in verse 14 it says this, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, it's so important to know the Word of God. The Word of God uh, can can save us, can deliver us, put us over in every situation, and it, uh, eternally it can take us to heaven. Amen? Amen. Now, in, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, for it, uh, this is in the Amplified Version, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating, creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. You know, if we're going to have power in our life, we have to, power comes from a source. And we have to know the source of the power of God in order to walk in the things of God, to be able to do what God says to do. And sometimes, even in Christians, my friends, there's a power shortage. We don't want a power shortage. We want to be Christians that are alive and living the life that God wants us to live. Being, uh, being effective here on the earth for the kingdom of God. But God empowers our life, and he's working in us. Now, it says, I, some people say, well, I can't do anything. I'm struggling. I, I can't make it through. But you know what? In Philippians 4.13, the Amplified says, I can do all things which he has called me to do. How many of you know he's called you to do things? And he'll empower you to do those things. Through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose, empowered to do God's will. So we're not to focus on the shortage we're to focus on what he says. We're not focused on lack or the problems or the circumstances. We're to focus on the word of God. And it has to be first place in our life. Now, now I can do whatever it takes. You ought to tell yourself right now, I can do whatever it takes to daily live with the power of God. I have the power of God in me. Christ in me has become the hope of glory. Uh, must keep our God's word as the highest authority in your life. Listen, we have we live in a world with with everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a, uh, many times we live on traditions. <laughs> I, I remember one time that 
sermon I heard from Keith Moore, and he was talking to a lady, and this lady kept saying, "Well, this isn't what this isn't what the this isn't right. This isn't what it's uh, you know a scripture or something." She was trying to defute what he uh, what he was saying, and he kept telling her the scripture and over and over. Well, but but the song says, well. It wasn't the word at all. It was somebody who had written a song. And, and you can't go by that. You can't go by those things. you got to go by what the word says. Uh, must keep God's word as the highest authority in your life. Above your feelings and desires, your family, your customs. All those things have to be uh, uh, laid, laid secondary to what the word of God says. Over in, If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew chapter 4. We've read these scriptures before, but I'm... You know, it's good to hear the word of God over and over because uh, I'll, I'll use that scripture here in a minute. But faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, Jesus was baptized in the, in the river Jordan by the, by the, uh, the uh, prophet John. And, and now and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says that the spirit took him out to the wilderness. Now, I've used this time and again, and I'll continue to use this. But three times he was tempted by the enemy and he says this it is written and forever written man shall not live by bread alone that's in, in verse four but every word that proceeds from the mouth of god that's how we're to live is by the word of god if you don't know the word you're going to live uh to your to your, uh, your what your environment's doing uh, what what uh how you've been raised all those sorts of things, that'll, that'll govern how you live. But when you're born again, we must live by the word of God. Now, he stuck with the word. Each, each one of those, he, he said, it is written. He used the word of God to refute what the devil was trying to tempt him with. Jesus was led by the spirit and, and fasted 40 days. And yet, as he was tempted, he spoke the word of God. And so I would ask you tonight, what do you say when pressures come? When temptation comes, do we, we fly off the handle and let our emotions uh, govern uh, how we answer, or we do we, uh, do we speak the word of God according to what, against the problems? Uh, uh, you know, the scripture says, "Let God be true and every man a liar." So when you say when you do something contrary to what the word says, you become <laughs> unfortunately you become a liar because the word of God is true. Amen. Uh, what do you what you say defines the highest authority in your life? What you say, <laughs> you know, it's amazing that that uh, we can say so many things that are contrary to what God says, and we can be powerful. And power comes from what? Power comes from the Word. The Word of God will transform a life. How many of you know it transformed my life? It transformed your life if you've accepted Jesus. You couldn't get born again without the Word of God. And so we have to put it first place in our life. Everything comes by, through the word. Amen. So what it says in Romans 12, 2 in the Amplified, it says, don't be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs. Superficial values and customs. Don't be conformed to what the world's doing today. We were just talking earlier today about, uh, about all this woke stuff going on. And it's, you know, uh, we're having Pride Month now. And listen, don't be conformed to that. You don't have to be conformed to that. You don't have to celebrate that. You celebrate what the Word of God says. Amen? But be transformed. That means changed and progressively changed. 
as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on God's values and, and ethical attitudes. Listen, my friends, we're made up of spirit, soul, body, mind, will, and emotions. And unfortunately, <laughs> in this life, many people are governed by their emotions. They make, how many times you made a, a decision based on your emotions? You bought something, you, you got upset over something, over, you know, let your emotions rule you. But listen, mind, will, and emotions, we're, we're to let our will control what our mind and our emotions respond to. Amen? Amen. So here's what, uh, I wrote this and I've spoke this many times before. Let God's word and his Holy Spirit radically transform your heart and way of thinking transformed by the word. Now listen, God's word will determine your thinking. How many of you let the word of God determine what you think? Amen? What you're thinking about. That's why it tells us over in, in a couple different places in Joshua 1 and, and Psalm 1, meditate on the word day and night. Meditate. You know, in the Jewish tradition, they, meditation was mutter. They muttered the word. They spoke the word. How many of you are speaking the word over your situations, your life, uh, and, and everything that control, was trying to control your life? Your thinking will determine your emotions. How many of you know, as a man thinketh, so is he. That's what Proverbs says. Your emotions will determine your decisions many times. I'll tell you what, there have been times in my life that I've gotten upset or I've, I, I, I thought was thinking about something I ought to do, and I let that govern my decision and man soon as I did it or some a little bit later I said why in the world did I do that because I was caught up in my emotions well the word of God will determine your decision your emotions will determine your decisions your decisions will determine your actions your actions will determine your habits your habits will determine your character how I many of you know we need to have the character of God he has a perfect character amen and, and we need that kind of character. Your character ultimately leads towards the good and acceptable and perfect will of God for your life. So we have to know the word of God. Second Timothy says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a workman who does not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We got to know these things. We got to know the word of God. We, not, we can't just say, well, I, I, I heard it one time. Listen, if you're going to be successful in the world, now I'm talking about the world now, talking about your job or, or, or maybe you a, a play, play sports or you do something, you have to practice. <laughs> I know that can be a dirty word for a lot of people. But you know, many times a coach will say, we'll play like we practice. If you have good practices, many times it'll transfer over into the, <clears throat> into the game. Well, in this game of life, we need to know the word of God, be diligent to know the word. Amen. As Christians, we should know the word. Amen. And that's what Timothy, Paul was telling Timothy, uh, study to show yourself approved. Study, get in the word of God, S listen to tapes and study the word and read the word and, and, and meditate it and memorize it. Do you ever think about memorizing the word? Oh, and then the, ultimately obey the word. This is where the rubber meets the road, my friends, because a lot of people say, well, I don't have to do that. You know, I heard somebody say uh, recently, the law has been passed away and now we're under grace. So we, we're going to live uh, just any way we want and not obey the, uh, the word of God. That's not grace. Grace is God's ability to keep you from doing the things you don't need to do and, and, and shouldn't do. Amen. So 
uh, effort determines results. Many people say, I wish I could do that. The proof of desire is in, in pursuit. Do you really want to know the Word of God? Do you want to be, a, uh, how do I want to say it? You want to be accomplished in the Word as we should be? Hebrews 7, uh, uh, 11.6, seeing that we are faith people, it says, without faith it's impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those uh, who diligently seek him. How does faith come? Well, here, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes, and we're, we're to be faith people. God's people are to be faith people. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing by the word of God. Uh, not only do I like to read this, but you speak it for yourself. You speak it over yourself. You say what God's word says. Hebrews 4, 12 says, for the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. We don't need the word. My goodness, we need to be energized by the word of God. Faith believes what God says and acts in line with his word. How many of you know that? We're to act in line with what his word says. God's word in your mouth has great power to overcome every circumstance. We're to be word people, amen? Amen. We're to be word people. What is the highest authority in your life? Jesus, what did he do? He stuck to the word. He allowed the word of God to be the highest authority. How did he get rid of the temptations of the devil? How did he run him off? With the word of God. In Matthew 4, 4, it says the word of God, or uh, man shall not live with, we just read that a while ago, shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. We're to live by the word of God. The word is, should be the greatest authority in our life. But you say, well, uh, my pastor says, or my mama says, or some teacher says, or some, uh, some politician says, or somebody else says, what, what's that got to do? They, every one of us are fallible. We can say our opinions. We can say what, what, what the traditions. We can say something contrary to the word of God. So we need to know the word for ourselves. Uh, Pastor Scott told a story Sunday about about uh, the the priests that went into the high, uh, holy of holies, and they only went in there once a year, and they had these bells on the bottom of their their, their robes and stuff, and and they went in there, and uh, if they did something that wasn't was contrary to what God would have them do in there, they were struck down. Well, he said he always believed that they had a rope on them that would pull them out because you couldn't go in there. They had to get them out. Well, that wasn't isn't in the scripture. It's tradition. It's what somebody began to preach. And that makes sense. I mean, you, you got to be able to get them out, but I don't know if that was the way. But he thought, you know, it's this little thing like that. But he says, I always thought that was in the Word, but it wasn't. So we need to know what the Word of God says. Over in Matthew 24, 35, it says, Heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall not pass away. How I many of you know his words shall not pass away? And John, we'll turn to that real quick. I could quote it, but I want, to, I want to show you this. Jesus is speaking here. And how many of you know the master was the word? So we, what he says goes, amen? But in John 6, 63, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words, what? The words that I speak, says Jesus, to you are spirit and they are life. You want to live the life that God wants? You got to know the word of God. 
you got to know what God says. So we have to know those things. And, and life and power. In Matthew 22, 29, the Sadducees were debating Jesus. And here's what Jesus said. You are mistaken, whatever they were, that situation they were debating, you're mistaken by not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. He equated scriptures, the word, with the power of God. Amen? You want power in your life? Know the word of God. Know how to respond to every situation coming your way, every temptation, every every circumstance by what the word says, you know, because we can get that all the time. The devil says, well, you'll never be healed. But, but yeah, but the word says by his stripes, I've been healed. That's the word of God. So we stick to that. But we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So what is the word of our testimony? Is it scripture? Is it what God says? Or is it just ideas that we've been formed in our mind over the years? Amen? Amen. That's why we have to be transformed because if we're not careful, we'll go back and say things like, oh, I, that'll never happen. This is no, you know, this and that and the other will never come to pass. Well, it will if God says. We must base our lives on the scripture or we will not know or have the power of God. Over in John 8, 31 and 32, Jesus says, if you abide in my word, hold fast as the Amplified, hold fast to my teaching and live in, my, in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth. Say, I know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Now, truth. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you today, we're living in a society today where lies are taken as face value, like it, with no backup, no, no in-depth research on whether it's true or not. Oh, did you hear about so, such and such and so and so? And it's coming right from the highest authorities of the land, right out of their mouths, and they make no bones about it. You know, we're going to be judged for every word that we speak, every word we speak. You know, so we have to know that. Uh, I, I remember this scripture. I think it's in, let me, let me just find it real quick. Matthew 12. Uh, it just came to me. We need to know this. Matthew 12. And Jesus is speaking here. And he says, either make the tree good, this is verse 33, or the tree, else the tree bad, by, and its fruit bad, for his tree is known by his fruit. Root of vipers, how can you be an evil? Speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth what? Good things. Brings forth good things. Speaks good things. Speaks right things. Speaks the good word of God. An evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word, wow, idle word means it has no life in it. It doesn't bring life. It may bring destruction or other things. Every idle word that man, men speak, may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your what? Your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. So what are you saying? Are you speaking the word of God? The truth? If you're speaking the truth, you're going to have the blessings of God. Amen? If you're speaking uh, other words, you're going, to have, you're going to be judged for them, but also you're going to condemn yourself. Uh, in eight, uh, verse um, Psalm 139, 160, it says, the entirety of your word is truth. The entirety of your word. Well, I don't believe, I'm finding a little stuff in here. I believe that and I don't believe that. 
Well, what are you saying? <laughs> You're saying that some of this is true and God's, God's schizo, he doesn't know from one. No, every word of God is true. Got to read it in context of what it says in the scripture. Amen. You can't just pull out a little scripture and say that's that's the right thing. No, you read it in context. In and uh, eight thirty, where did know, perceive, understand, recognize, re realize, and come to know the word of God? In Psalm one nineteen and one o five, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Scripture says He will lead and guide us into all truth. That's the Holy Spirit. What, that's what Jesus said, right? He'll lead and guide us in all truth and show us things to come. He'll, lead, he'll mark our path for us. He'll, sh he'll light up our path for us so we make right decisions and go right directions and, and, and not get caught off guard, amen? His word, which is truth, will be guide, a guide to godly and successful living. He can, listen, he can set one free. From sin, sickness, poverty, perversion, everything in every way, truth can and will change our nature. Over in Acts 19.20, disciples went out preaching the word, making a change in society. In the Amplified, it says the word of God spread and intensified, prevailing mightily, powerful words. What will, what will prevail over your situations, over the secular, secular humanism, and antichrist spirit that's on the day the word of god the word of god that's why we need to be in involved with churches and and pastors and people that are speaking the word of god speaking the truth in love and and saying and, and listen one word of god can change your life forever it can it truly can but we need to find that word and begin to obey that word and begin to walk it out in our own life amen what is the highest authority in your life? It says in Psalm 138, verse 2, God exalts his word above his own name. Shouldn't we? If he does, amen, we should exalt his word above, if he exalts it above his name, we should. Let me see the last scripture here as we get ready to close off here. Peter says, 1 Peter 1.23 says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. That word will go on throughout heaven, throughout eternity, and it'll be, it'll be a guiding light even then. Amen? Let's be word people. Let's live the word, preach the word, <laughs> as our, as our, uh, the, What's that, what do we say, our uh, statement of, of, of mission and commission or whatever, and, and be gospel people, be word people, and see God change things in our life. And when we stand before him, it'll say, well done, and thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, help us to be word people. Help us to love the word, get in the word, be... Uh, prescribers of the word and speak the word and see our lives being able to change. I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice would, would get back into the word and begin to read it, speak it, and obey it and live the life that you would have us to live. We do that and we do so and it will bring glory to your name. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being here tonight. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes.
And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.